This is Gangrel, the Vampire Warrior, and you're fanging the bangle with Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Monty Nefaro, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast on a special Sunday edition. And to my right is none other than the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Good morning. And on the couch to my left is none other than pro wrestling superstar, pro wrestling great, pro wrestling icon, WWE, WCCW, WCW, whatever the list is. So long, I'd use up the whole show to yeah. just discuss that. Yeah. None other than Billy Jack Haynes. Yeah. Mr. Haynes, how are you, sir? Great to have you. Thank you, man. So, Billy, before we start, um, speaking for myself and the Pharaoh, yeah. uh, we want to thank you for putting us on the map. Your last time you were here, yeah. the... The response to your interview and your interview style, overwhelming, and yep. it put us on a map. So thank you, sir, so much. I'm very, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I, well, I got you've it. done it again. Well, you, know, you weren't you, even aware. And you know it. Wasn't. You nice. know it now. So thank you so very much. And also thank you for sucking it up. And I know you had a recent procedure. Thank you for coming down here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I ended up in ICU you. and a surgery, and uh, we, won't, we won't get into it, but uh, I made a commitment and... Uh, and I, I, I followed through with it. You're the man. You, you got to be a man of your word. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that you certainly are. Yep. So um, I want to hit a little wrestling news before we get into a few other things. Uh, Ashley Massaro, uh, mm. former WWE diva, uh, recently passed away via suicide. 39. I uh, wonder if you have any thoughts on that, sir. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on it, actually. Um First of all, I, I knew Ashley. Ashley was on uh, the lawsuit with Constantine Kairos. Uh, Kairos and I started this lawsuit in 2014. By the way, a lot of people don't even know that. And I've got um, almost 50 pro wrestlers on the lawsuit, on the class action. And the lawsuit is still very much alive. Vince, uh, like fake news, likes to bullshit and say it's all over with. Well, it's, it's a long way from being over because it's in the Court of Appeals and uh, mine may be going to the Supreme Court. So uh, Ashby's was very much alive and she had a 15-page affidavit mm. that Vince did not want exposed. Mm. And now it was exposed about her being raped over in the Middle East. Can you, so can you talk about that a little bit, about the rape? This is with the military incident? Uh, with the military incident, of course, you know, Vince McMahon caring so much about his wrestlers, of course, wanted to sweep it under the rug like a, the piece of shit that he is. Okay. And um, uh, I... I yeah, I knew about it. I talked to Ashley actually at WrestleCon, and she seemed normal to me. We talked maybe, it wasn't long, maybe five minutes, and uh, we talked a little bit about the case, and she was really happy, and um, she really liked uh, Constantine Kairos, the attorney, who always gets slammed by Vince as being no good piece of shit, and all he does is stand up for the wrestlers and for unionization, and for the rights of the professional wrestlers, because we don't have any rights. Mm -hmm. We're independent contractors, but we have to sign exclusive contracts. Mm -hmm. He pays for all of our airfare. We, were, we went over this last time. We're not independent contractors. End of story. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, yeah, actually, um, uh, I, was, I was so saddened by it. I, um, I lost a lot of tears with it because she was such a, I mean, if you, she's only like 5'4", 115. Do you think that she was no. possibly victimized by scare tactics from the company regarding the lawsuit? Well, you know, people, Is that part of Vince's MO, to, to intimidate and frighten people who have worked for him if they threaten legal action? 
Tough one. It's a tough call, but here, here's what I didn't like about the situation, you guys, was the fact that everybody said, well, there was nothing, it wasn't serious, it was basically they found her dead, and the, there was nothing to it, uh, it was, there was nothing criminal about it whatsoever, they just found her dead, and they left it like that for four or five days, and uh, uh, we knew the truth, that she hung herself. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, when you hang yourself, how is that... I just don't know, there's, there's got to be, they look into it legally, because she could have been murdered. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's only 115 pounds, and she very possibly could have hung herself. But when you, uh, you say you, they, they put it out like she overdosed on pills or whatever. That's what that's what I. Took. Well, they they kind of put out nothing, right? They kind of like she was found dead or like you not said, responsive. There was a, a silent period on the for way, a few right, days. Yeah. I do recall there being a silent period. And then it was suddenly that she had hung herself. Billy, have you ever gone to that level where you ever thought about suicide? Oui. Me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually attempted. I took uh, 40 Xanax. So you did try something at one yeah. point. Okay. I should have died, but uh, uh, there was a sergeant, uh, uh, I forgot what the guy's, a corporal, corporal Keaton Coffey. Uh, when I was at the cemetery, I, I, I laid down to my mother and father's grave, mm. and I took 40 Xanax and expected to die there. I wanted to go say goodbye to my uncle, and this newspaper came in, this, and this guy named Corporal Keaton Coffey died in Afghanistan from Oregon. And I said, what am I doing trying to kill myself? So I self-induced vomit, and I was in uh, critical condition for four days. I mean, I, I don't know how I pulled through that. Mm. But yeah, I have tried it. I should be dead right now, actually. What makes someone get to that level, in your opinion? Um, I think it's... It's depression. I think it's. Uh, I think it is has probably a little bit to do with head trauma. Who knows? Uh, the facts aren't out there yet. But um, what makes someone get out of that state of mind? Uh, I mean, you you obviously have escaped from that place. You said you were there once, but you're you're not there right now. What what makes somebody, <laughs> in your opinion, escape a deep depression? What can help to pull you out of it? You know, you have to suck it up and realize that there's a lot people, a lot more people worse off than you, mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier. Uh, like I've been a, my entire life, I have since four years old, I've been a fighter. You know, my whole life. So, um, I think I I realized I had to suck it up or die, or so I sucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to a happier note. Um, well, not really happy. No, recently, I guess maybe two months ago, we caught a, uh, you know, we're in this uh, radio broadcasting, mm -hmm. television broadcasting deal, and one of the top dogs is Hannibal mm -hmm. uh, from Canada, former WWE enhancement talent, I guess. Right. And he does pretty well, and he, I guess he caught you at one of the wrestling events. and the Fairly initial, recently. Yeah, the initial interview, well, you know, he, you pretty much popped him for being like the top dog, and yeah. then the yeah. interview goes south. Over. Yeah. What happened? The truth to the matter is, is, is this. Uh, Terry Funk is a really good friend of mine. Okay. And uh, I, it was been like six, seven, eight years ago, I seen a video of Hannibal uh, potatoing Terry Funk and crushing in the side of his face and almost rupturing his eardrum he couldn't hear. And I talked to Terry about it and I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this guy one day for you. I don't know when it's gonna be, but we're gonna we're gonna meet face to face and when I do, I said I'm gonna knock him out. I'm gonna bitch slap him just exactly like he did you, but uh, I got a lot of power behind my pop, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I was going to do, and I called him out. We, the truth is, we were at a restaurant in New York, and we were sitting down, uh, ESS Promotions and I, Eric Sims, and um, he came in with his crew, and so I seen him, and I, and I pointed at him and said, could I talk to you outside? And he acted like he didn't know who I was. We probably didn't. And then when I went outside, I, I told him I didn't like what he did to Terry Funk. And, and it, you know, if you'd like to try and do that to me, you know, any time, any place, you name it. And uh, he said, man, uh, I'm doing an interview tomorrow. What, you you want to do something about it? We'll do something there. That's how it started. Okay. So he said, yeah, we talked before. We did. But that's what the conversation was. He spun it on his show to make it look like he was this Mr. Superhero, which he wasn't. He was actually a superhero piece of shit. 
is what he was. Did you feel shit. blindsided? Because that's how it looked to the viewer. That uh, you were a little blindsided there. Well, the interview. Then when he finally came by at um, at, at, at my table, and he interviewed me, he started out okay. I, mm -hmm. I put him over really good. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and by the way, you put him over us. Yeah, I, you I, did. You hurt us. We were hurt. Oh yeah, we were all jealous <laughs> and stuff. We were like, "What's going on here? We forgot about Monty and the Fowler already." Outrage! No, you, Outrage! You, you guys but then you showed up today, you and you guys... brought me an orange juice. So <laughs> it's all good. You know, I think. Is it all good? No, yeah, I guess. We're still a little jealous, though, right? Yeah, a little jealous. Okay, so the interview is going okay so far. You've put him over a little bit, and... Okay, put him over a little bit, and then uh, um, he brought up my wife, you Wait. know, which, why he did that, Wait. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was married to my ex-wife, and... Uh, right. Uh, my wife has, ex-wife has a book out called Through the Shattered Glass. Okay. I, I really hope a lot of people go out and buy that book because I read it and uh, uh, she put me over in the book. I mean, I've never done nothing but try to help her get her uh, visa so she could stay here. She met Stone Cold Steve Austin. They had three, two or three beautiful daughters okay. together. Okay. And uh, she took a lot of abuse off Steve Austin and so has a lot of women. So 2015, I called his ass out to see if he'd want to uh, uh, you know, fight me in that UFC one-minute round, right. one-minute rest to a, in a to Texas a In a Texas temper match. Right. What do you think? But he never even contacted me. You know, he's got probably $40 million, so he doesn't need the money. <laughs> but uh, I'll say it again while, what? you know, on your show, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Steve, Steve Austin's a woman-beaten piece of shit, and that's just the way I look at it. Anybody who hits a woman's insecure, so he has some kind of shortcomings in life. Have you ever talked to your ex-wife about it? Uh, yeah, I did talk to Jean once. She didn't want to go there, so I didn't want to push it. Mm. And she, she's such a beautiful person and sensitive person, and she's from England, so I just let it go. Is she civil mm. with Steve nowadays? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you would even know. But I do, I do, I'm I just know. curious as to what a take is on him currently. I don't, I don't, well, I enough to write a book they about. Kids, right? <laughs> they have kids, so I imagine sure. they have to be. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, but they are divorced. Let's get this back to Hannibal. Let's bring it back. Yeah. So you yeah. begin this interview. It starts off pretty uh, And then he starts to get innocent, personal. Right? Obviously. Right. So go ahead. Take it from there. So well, he's getting personal at this okay. point. Well, uh, he knows I have hepatitis C. And he got cured of hepatitis C. I guess what, the way, what he claims is Abdul the butcher had juiced him or cut him up and gave him hepatitis C. Dirty fork. With a dirty fork, gotcha. whether that's true or not, who knows? <laughs> it's, um, but it might be. But he did have hepatitis C. He went through the 90-day period. You have to go. It's called Epiclosa, and uh, and he's cured. Well, then, this is kind of how ignorant he is. He he makes a statement um, to me that uh, you know he he beat the shit out of me, but he doesn't want my blood on him because he just got over hepatitis C and he goes, now he hates my guts on his radio show, he says, or his podcast, whatever it is, mm -hmm. 100,000, mm -hmm. you know, he gets 100,000 views or whatever. Yep. And um, so now, uh, what, uh, let me show you what I got. I brought it all the way from Oregon to show you. I just got the $90,000 uh, to be treated for hepatitis C. Can you put it up to the camera, Jim? Is that all right? Um, it's called right to the camera. People can see it. Uh, do it on your desk right here. Okay. Right here? Yeah, we can do it right okay. here. It's called Epclusa. Does that look okay? Uh, the total cost is $90,000. It's guaranteed to, to get what? rid of hepatitis C. So now I won't have hepatitis C. And so me being a former sparring partner, like I told you, Jerry Corey and Ken mm -hmm. Norton and mm -hmm. uh, Ron Lau and guys like that, these were, these were the best in the world. And they used to, you know, you kick your ass. That's how you, I got my ass kicked. That's how you learn. Well, this guy here is all mouth. So now he's supposed to beat me up. He wants to bloody me up and all this stuff. But uh, he's afraid of hepatitis C. Now I'm cured. So I'm challenging him right now on your show to a one minute, one, one minute, one round, one rest, and to a finish. I don't care how long it goes. And I just want to beat the living fuck out of this guy. <laughs> and I know it sounds violent and so forth, but the way he put put me down, my wife down, um, every everything. And to me, 
he ruined a show in Tampa, Florida. I was supposed to be on for a very good appearance fee. He blurped it all out. I don't know if you you caught that on the no, internet. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, tell that story real quick. Well, he says well, yeah, Billy Jack will be appearing at beep 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 like that. He blurped it on himself. Oh. So you know, huh. um, <laughs> fuck you, okay. Hannibal. Um, he's got <laughs> to check the fighter. He's been looking at chicken shit in front of his hundred thousand viewers that right. he has. And uh, I'm 66. He's he's 36. Uh, uh, I'm in I'm in fantastic shape. And, and last time I talked to you about the aneur uh, aortic yeah. aneurysm, mm -hmm. uh, it was a mistake. It, wow. It, I have aortic aneurysm, but it has not grown at all. That's great. So Congratulations. So physical, and so I'm ready to go, man. So Hannibal, you hear it? Billy Jack making a challenge on Monty and the Pharaoh. Nice. You know. It's tight. Got time to accept, my friend. RSVP. I mean, the man's here. RSVP. Monty DeFaro. www.montynefaro.com. Hello. Billy Jack's waiting for you, sir. Yeah. He's awaiting your answer. Ring a ling a ling. Hello. Well, he's a Canadian too now. Yeah. And he's a, he's a supposed to be a gold medalist or whatever in the Olympics. Well, he's Olympics a tough dude. Too. He's a tough what guy. I understand. Six, four, Absolutely. Two, he's, he's a big up. man. Yeah. Big dude. But, but what he, he done is. to Terry Funk, uh, uh, I'm going to do 10 times to him Wait. over the period of one mile. I'm just going to carry, I'm, I'm going to beat him so bad that he'll lay down for the 10 times. Any weapons? Or is this just, we going uh, hardcore? Or UFC what we... gloves. Nice. It's, uh, and I talked to uh, Basic Rob brutalization. Weinstein. You know Rob Weinstein? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, he, he said that he would try and help put it together in Philadelphia. Nice. He's really interested. We talked yesterday and did a little video on it. Gotcha. So uh, definitely want to work with you guys. You guys are, are basically, in my opinion, number one. Look okay. at that. Ah, oh, Thank you, Mr. Hayes. That means a lot to us. Well, Absolutely. it means a lot to me too because you guys have done nothing but treat me with respect, and I appreciate it. Well, you, you do. You deserve respect, yes, sir. Yes, you I do, mean, sir. And, and that's not what we're all about. You're, you've influenced a lot of people's lives. He's um, loved you since we were kids. But you've that's a whole other story. Uh, you've, ad you've admitted to your shortcomings, yeah. and you've tried to correct it, Real. just like any human being has shortcomings. Yeah. And there's nothing but respect from us for that. So, Hannibal, the challenge there, my friend. Time to step it up, my friend. Roll so, it over, uh, Beethoven. The man is waiting. You so remember, you remember David Tua? Yes. Uh, yeah. The boxer. Yeah. I, I and this is what I was taught by Ed Milberger and Tommy Sullivan and guys like that and Jerry Corey. Uh, you know, I have a tremendous left hook, and it's just my—it's a weapon David Tua had, and it's lethal. So you you and, you sparred with Ken Norton though? Oh yeah, in California. So can know. I? Yeah, do you take a little? Do you take a little credit for uh, him taking one over Muhammad Ali? I I, I honestly thought that uh, he beat Muhammad Ali in you know, I think it was '73 when they first fought very convincingly. Yes. And then I I thought he won all three fights. And that's Yankee my Stadium. Yeah. Uh, You've obviously worked with a lot of boxers. I have to ask: any particular one hit the hardest that we would know? Who hit you the uh, hardest? Jerry Quarry. Okay. And Ron Lau. Okay. In Denver, Colorado. Okay. Uh, what does Billy Jack think of Mike Tyson since we're talking boxing? Love him. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think Mike has, has been a real asset to the business. If he would have if he would have stayed with Kevin Rooney, yeah, he would have been Obviously. invincible. He would have been. He was invincible. But you know. But you then. Know, yeah. He got around. Uh, you know, anytime you get around Don King, has destroyed many <laughs> many black heavyweights. And you can go on down the line. That's not a racist comment. Right. It's just it's truth. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Pinklin Thomas, W. J. John Tate. Thomas. Um, he, the list goes on and on and on with Don King, and he's a multimillionaire. And these guys here end up dying. I was good friends with John Tate, by the way, mm. out of Tennessee, you know, Knoxville. Well, we're speaking in the green room. We had Scott Hall in uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Scott gave a terrific interview. Yeah. But one thing I came out of that interview is Scott's about Scott. That was, that was fair enough. My opinion. Right? Fair enough. So, uh, any thoughts on Scott Hall? Yeah, you know, I was always going to let this slide, but um, there's a. Uh, I'm going to be getting married here pretty soon, and this. Oh, congratulations! Uh, nice. Yeah, after after th <laughs> since 1984, I've known this woman, and uh, she's just. Just a beautiful. So you've woman. reasoned it out after um, 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, no one can say you didn't take your time with this. Yeah. You carefully pondered. No, good job. Excellent. 
Wish I, I wish I would have took my time. Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> what, like Godzilla last night? He gave Godzilla 20 minutes. Get out of here. All right, so Scott Hall. You uh, saying? Okay. Scott, <laughs> Scott used to halcyon girls and uh, and women. Used and, to? Uh, young girls. House young? Halcyon. Put in a drink. Put in a drink. Oh, okay. And, uh, roofie. Thought, so, in other words, Roofie. Yeah, Roofie. roofie. Yep. It, it, it happened to me. I told you last time it happened to me in, in the WWF, and I still... I can't swear in a stack of Bibles what happened to me except that I had, uh, uh, I think I got circle jerked. You know? Oh my God. Um, what? Was Pat I, Patterson by us? What's your place? Pat Patterson, Lord Alfred Hayes, Mel Phillips. Lord Terry, Alfred Terry Hayes? Harvard. You want me to continue? Go ahead. I mean, my goodness. Oh my Lord God. Alfred Hayes? I'm not going to sleep for a week now. Thanks. Uh, oh my and, God. And the sad thing is, most of these guys have passed away, but Pat hasn't. And anybody doesn't know that Pat's, you know, gay or likes young kids or whatever, Hello? he's in a different world. <laughs> What's the possibility you know? that Pat, like, has your semen on a couple of jars you... on top of his cabinet? Yeah. You know, Mark Billy Jack. Don't you stop it? Oh my God. I don't know, but his, uh, his ex-boyfriend, Terry Garvin, yeah. liked my butt. No, did he? Because he stuck his finger, I told you, in my what? butt. In the, in the uh, wrecked shower. him? Damn near killed and him. I told him, I said, I would kill him if he ever done it again. <laughs> was he like, just kidding? We're just kidding. Well, just boys being boys. Oh I guess he did me the, the, the stinky finger test. <laughs> Billy Jack Payne. <laughs> Wait a minute, duty finger. But I just got showered. duty finger. Duty finger. Oh, he was wrong. What's going on here? All right, so take the Hershey Scott Highway. Hall, Scott Hall used to roofie the girls. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he what's roofied going on the girl here? I'm going to marry. Oh, really? And I don't want to bring up her name, but please. You know, uh, after Wait. I get rid of uh, knockout uh, Hannibal, this, uh, uh, this piece of shit Hannibal. Looks like you got Scott. another match coming. Uh, in, in, in fact, Wait. anybody. You know, wrestlers for some reason, even Greg Valentine, I heard, hates me now because I beat up his friend Iron Mike Sharp. Mm -hmm. I'm 7-0 in the locker room fights, and that including Big John Studd, nice. who nice. I knocked out. Wow. And by the way, really? Lanny Poffo confirmed yeah, he you beating you. the shit yeah. out of yeah, Iron Mike Sharp. I'm not shot. trying to brag in any way, shape, or form. It's just been my whole life. I fought my entire life. Billy, please, tell you us know. about Stud. I, um, I hate to... I, I want to uh, hear this. Okay, this was a match uh, in... I think it was 86 in Connecticut. Uh, and uh, Paul Roma can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Bundy and Stud wrestled Roma and I. Okay. And uh, I, I was supposed to, you know, get in a drop, drop kick. Both were supposed to go off their feet. And I think Stud threw my feet to the side. Oh. wasn't going to sell for me. Okay. And then afterwards, we had we talked in the locker room. So I told, asked him if I could talk to him. He sat down. And I, I, we got in an argument, and he said, I'm seven feet tall, I'll kick your ass. And, and Bundy was there, and, and so I bitch slapped him, you know, and, and knocked <laughs> oh. him on his ass. He tried to get up, I did it again, and this time he stayed down. Right, nice. And the whole thing is, the whole thing is he's passed away, and it sounds really kind of bad on my part for even bringing it up and saying it, but it is the truth. And um, Well, I asked, um, so it's on me. Go on. That's what I've done my whole life, and Mike Sharp, same way. Um, the boys I love, but if they, they want to put a knife in my back, yeah, uh, let them do it. I, I always love the boys, but uh, hey, I, I, I am a fighter, and uh, that's all I've ever done. And Hannibal started this thing, and now Scott Hall decided not to let him get away with it. Yeah, like uh, Scott Hall eats clean now. Uh, well, you know, he may be clean. I don't know how many times he went to rehab. I see him the other day. And Twelve. He, up, he gave me a big hug. He said so. What he didn't understand. He said Twelve. Was I was ready to knock him out. I was forty grand a pop. Knocking him out. Really? Yeah. And then I went to prison because I was in New York. Mm -hmm. So we got to do it the right way. So we'll see if he's got enough balls to climb in the ring. Mm. And then after that, what's the tall guy? His buddy. Kevin. Nash. Kevin Nash. And Damn. Jim's cousin. Else. I, even Brock <laughs> Lesnar. I tried to help Brock Lesnar. Listen, I tried to help wow. him with stand up because. You know, Cain Velasquez knocked him out in the first, like, minute uh, yeah, yeah. because he's not a good stand-up fighter. And he'll, he'll take you down and ground and pound Oh, sure. You. Okay. But as far as standing up with, with, with fist, I would knock him out. What's his weakness standing up? Is, his, is it footwork on Lesnar's no, part? You, you, all you have to do is feint him. He, every time you mm. faint, he'll drop his hand. He doesn't want to get know? hit. Right. And, uh, so that. he's used to just leg diving you, taking you down and... 
Right. Ground and pound. All right, so we got Hannibal you're going to take care of first. Then we got Scott Hall. Good. Yeah. Then we're going to take okay. care of Kevin Nash. There might be some big money in it. So uh, hey, why not? Absolutely. Uh, and then if we have time, we'll take care of Lesnar. Let's let's handle Lesnar? Hannibal first. Let's, yeah, let's go start with Hannibal and Lesnar for last. Listen, we didn't get to stop. <laughs> yeah, we well, let's see if they take your challenge. So, but it's fuck out Scott there, Hall too, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, and, uh, I'm good with that. Go. Fuck you, Scott Hall. And, uh, also, fuck his friend, the tall, lanky guy. Man, yeah, fuck who, that uh, guy too. He doesn't like anyone, uh, from what I've heard. Uh, right. Fuck him too. He couldn't hold his buddy. The one the owner will pay for that. Listen, one, two, three, kid. Used to follow me around in, in Florida. Okay. And I love him. I mean, he's your buddy. X Pac. I, mean, I love yeah. X Pac. I never thought I could make it. And when he was a lightning kid, he made it. That guy deserves more props than anybody in pro. I think he's underrated history. somewhat. Absolutely. Because how'd the guy make it? Yeah, the little guy. Yeah, skilled guy. I'm very impressed with what he pulled off. Absolutely. Can you tell us? Can you give us an Andre the Giant story? We didn't cover that last time you were here. Did you have any encounters with Andre? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Can you give us a story? Yeah, I can. I can give you a real good one. We were in San Francisco, and he loved to play cribbage, and uh, just we played for a buck a point. Can I ask what that is? Um, I'm sorry. I um, I've never heard that before. Was you you try and make thirty one without going over it? Okay. And you get points for it. It's okay. kind of hard to explain. I haven't played in a long time. Gotcha. But, but Andre like, loved this game. Uh, okay. He loved the game, and we were playing a buck a point, and and I was up about two hundred bucks. Oh, he know? don't like you right now. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Andre's but, supposed to win. Yeah. He's like I'll take Andre on too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pass on that. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> uh, but he. When I was winning, uh, I tried to lose on purpose, and I would still win. Because I was getting sunburnt really bad in San Francisco, and I had to wrestle at night. My my back was just on fire. And so finally, (laughs) I I was trying to lose on purpose and still won. Finally, I said, Andre, look, just take, we'll call him square. He goes, no, no. (laughs) And he slapped his hand down, you know, and he was taking a bottle of wine. He loved wine. Oh, sure. Everybody knows that. It's a shot glass for him, uh, a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine is a shot glass for him. It is, yeah. 47 beers. Yeah. And and finally, uh, uh, he got his money back. Did Did you ever have to pay his tab at the bar? Did you ever get stuck with Andre's beer tab? No, Could you imagine did. how much Andre's beer tab would be? So it's, I didn't hang out at bars much, you know. I just didn't right. do it. It's safe to, much, you know, safe to say though that Andre liked you. Yeah, he was. A, he, you know, Andre was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He loved the wrestlers. He he lived for the wrestlers, man. Who didn't Andre like? Um, there was a story I heard about Bad News Brown. Mm. Uh, he mentioned some kind of a racial mark, remark at Dynamite. Do you Twitter believe that thing. story? The story is, um, is that Andre actually did not come out of the bus to fight Bad News Brown, who had pulled the bus over and called Andre out. Do you think that's true? That Andre would actually back down to Bad News Brown? That doesn't sound um, very consistent with Andre's I, I, to, to, I wasn't demeanor. There. <laughs> like they say, a lot of guys say they weren't there when they seen me fight Iron Mike Sharp, right? Okay. Uh, but I mean that was an absolute deadly fight. I mean that was a fight to the finish. Vince put him actually Vince put him on me to you know to beat the shit out of me and get me out of the business in a backfire. <laughs> I got an idea, that. Mike. Uh, We're gonna take out Billy Jack tonight. <laughs> that basically is what is what happened. What? But <laughs> no, man, I. I just loved Andre, and I, I don't know if it's true or not because I wasn't there. So, right. Uh, but I don't think Andre backed down to anybody. I'm pretty sure Andre would have kicked Bad News Brown's ass. I, I mean, would think uh, so. Oh yeah, his his he could his fists were twice the size of mine, and I got big hands, you know. So what are you gonna do? But Bad News Brown was one badass dude, man. That's what I hear. Yeah, good friend of mine. How about Haku? We hear Haku. that he's the toughest man in the business. This true? Uh, well. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I, I know Haku. I like Haku a whole lot. In fact, I missed him yesterday. I missed him. He mm-hmm. terrified uh, you, didn't he, Haku? Mike? Wasn't oh, that me, like, yeah, 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 didn't you see him at a, at a bar or something? And like you went to talk to him and he was like, yeah, he was a get away. Nice. I, was, I was in the military. I was a young guy and I ran into him at a bar with a couple of the other guys. We were at a cart or something and I saw him. I'm like, hey, can I buy you a drink? He looked at me like he was going to bite my face off. I'm like, I'm, I'm out of here. He might have been the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. Haku, Haku uh, I was there at the time when he got in the fight with J.J. Uh, uh, Funk. 
uh, Jesse Barr. Okay. And he ripped Jesse's eye out. I don't I, know if you ever heard about no. that. No. Yeah. And uh, he felt really bad about it. He started crying. So, I mean, he's, got, he's a very emotional guy. Mm. Um, so... Uh, he, he's got a big heart. Did they put you? Did they put? Um, did they put his eye back in? Yeah, they got Jesse's eye back in. He could see okay, but he pulled it out. I mean, oh my it was god! Like How on earth? Dangling. Oh my god! Oh. And uh, that's when he was JJ Funk with uh, with Dory Funk. Now, I, I, now I heard Jesse Barr was a little bit of an asshole back then. Is that true? No, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Good amateur wrestler. His dad, Jesse Barr or, or Sandy Barr, uh, helped me a lot in the business. Just with me personally, he was always a great guy. Good. Okay, you know? good. How about some WrestleMania three moment uh, re- recollection for us? Can you tell us about WrestleMania three a little bit? It's a sad thing to do, uh, Farrell. Thank you, sir. Uh, because it's uh, Hercules is dead. Yeah. And he died in the house that my my wife at the time and I had sold him. Really? And, uh, okay. And we were extremely close. He died in Tampa, and um, it was one of those things you don't expect. Did he have Did he have drug issues, or was it just uh, we all did? Yeah, we all had drug issues. Like I said last time, you know, Vin, no, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up too, because Vince has this wellness program. <laughs> he always not never Vince's fault about nothing. Oh, no. No, I mean, nothing is Vince's fault. Mm-hmm. We had a wellness program going on. Well, that's after about what, 17 guys died in a row. Mm. Now you got a wellness program. Mm. And uh, he gave the drugs to the uh, wrestlers without prescriptions. And, uh, and as I did, as I told you before, with the cocaine, but the, the steroids, everything. So everybody became addicted to it. And then next, when you're addicted to, to drugs, you don't care about the 10 grand. You care about that drug. You right. want the drug. What's so you get a trip to the hotel. Yeah. And, Right. And the next thing you know, Vince does have his thumb down on you because you work for him. Do you think you would have been able to handle the grind without the drugs? Sometimes uh, no. I wonder if it was like you had to have the drugs to even handle the no. grind. No. no. And Jake Roberts, anybody. No. Uh, I was glad to see Diamond Dallas play, Page is a first-class guy. The way he hung in there with uh, Jake the Snake and helped him. Mm-hmm. And I knew Diamond Dallas Page back in 1989. He helped your friend Scott Hall, too. Yeah, right. yeah, he's just a great guy. Uh, and and I, in fact, I'm the one, uh, I'm, I'm sure Diamond will tell you this, I told him, I said, why, why don't you be a wrestler instead of being a manager? Okay. And he took that advice. And yeah. he come up with a diamond cutter and all that and married a beautiful wife. And then yeah, he, Mike Awesome, who uh, ha- he had his very first match with me in Tampa in 1989. And uh, Mike ended up being, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, big man ever in the history. He is so underrated. The things he could do. My God. They do it now and they just take it for granted. He was the, He's the template for the big man flying around, plus the power. That guy could do everything. Did you see him walk up? One time he had a guy, he walked up to the turnbuckle to the very top mm-hmm. of the... I had never Didn't seen he do like a rolling, do it. like like a rolling senton with the top rope? He did something crazy. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was great. A, he was uh, he was underrated. He's yeah. a, he's another person that yeah. passed away from suicide. And then he, and then, well, that, there's another guy. He hung himself. So mm. obviously he had a bad case of CTE. And when's the last time Vince McMahon checked for CTE? By the way, mm. 2007. Our attorneys have checked. We have to fight like hell just to check. Uh, there's sixty some guys on the lawsuit. Seven wrestlers have died. All seven have CTE. So why can't every wrestler be checked like they're supposed to be? Chris Harvard got a bunch of money uh, from Vince on a lawsuit for a concussion. They should check every wrestler who died. Should be mandatory that they check the brain of every wrestler. On the subject of CTEs, how does Billy Jack feel about? ECW, which was built upon chairs over the skull, kendo sticks over the skull. How do you feel about Paul Heyman's ECW? I personally liked it. I mean, I, Yet, I like. I like the, the they all style. probably have the the yeah. the symptoms you're speaking of, but you still approve of ECW. Well, I liked it just because it was... It was great, uh, but <laughs> to the viewer. I, I like the violence of boxing and wrestling. That's right. Just me. I like the believability. I don't like right. anybody say, hey, you're fake. You right. ever come across Paul Heyman uh, in person? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thoughts on Paul Heyman? Good guy? Yeah, he's treated me good. 
Excellent. Billy, mm-hmm. before uh, Farrell mentioned WrestleMania 3, I want to talk yeah. about an event that doesn't get a lot of pop with okay. the, even the new generation knows it, the older generation does, the big event in Canada, which I think drew over 70,000 people. What year was that, did, Mike? 86? I, I think it's like 86. You wrestled okay. Hercules again. Nice. How was the feeling about that event? It was. It was... It rivaled WrestleMania at the point, right? That was a big crowd. God, you know, you actually you brought back something I forgot about. Hey. A lot of people forget about that card. Uh, it was a tremendous card. I don't know who promoted it, but in Canada, but yeah, there was seventy some thousand people. Wow! And it did. It was right up there with WrestleMania three, and uh, it was great to be in that card. And I did wrestle Hercules and. Is he your favorite uh, opponent of all time? If you had to pick one guy to be in the ring with, Hercules? Yeah, I, if I had to, it'd be even would be Rick Rude and Rick Hercules. Thoughts on Rick great. Rude? One of my all-time favorites. Just the best, probably charismatic. Uh, reminded me a lot of Kurt Henning. Mm. Kurt also had the charisma. Yeah, you have to have the charisma, but he had it all, man. He had the body. Oh yeah. He had the rap. He had the charisma. He could work. He had all four. You know, a lot of guys can get by with two assets. He had all four. And when you got four, you're going places, man. If Billy Jack Haynes could have been the heel that he revealed last interview with us that he wanted to be, who would Billy Jack's dream manager be? Um, probably would have been Bobby Heenan. You know, Bobby the Brain. Bobby the Brain. He, uh, yeah, I love Bobby. Just a great guy. So he's the no-brainer for you, Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Nice. I want to. Uh, I want to go back to WCCW. I'm on. I'm, I'm on a big Von Erichs kick. Can you talk about all the Suns and their problems and how you felt if things didn't end up the way they did, where they could have been? Wow. I mean, look, great. Wow. All of them, great wrestlers. Oh yeah. Made huge differences in the world of professional Major impact, wrestling. Obviously. Thoughts obviously. on the Von Erich boys, and you know everybody always says David was the best. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, David was the best, and Jerry was second. Um, they, uh, when I first got there in January of uh, 1984, uh, Bill Apter, Gordon Soley, Eddie Graham, uh, George Neapolitano, everybody had heard about me in Oregon. And at that time, I had legitimate 21 and a half inch arms on steroids, of course. And uh, I could do the Chinese splits. Three. And uh, so, Right away, they, they wanted to push me, and I, I had, I was doing other things. I wasn't dealing cocaine, so it wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about being a world champion or anything like that. So, what ended up happening is uh, George Neapolitano and Bill Apter got me and Terry Von Erich and like 10, 15 front covers together, and then I get, get up to 20, 30 front covers, and I signed, I don't know how many front covers I signed yesterday, I never even knew existed. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And then they had me as the sexiest wrestler of the year, if you can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> you like them? Oh, you were pretty sexy back then, bro. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> Pat yeah. Patterson says you're pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> he says that oh, now. Well, coming from him, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, it's. Uh, Welcome to Ben Dover's pushing your stool. compliment. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I like to push him over and, you know, uh, ram a, a railroad track up his ass. You're going to hit that high note yet, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Did, well, he sings soprano, I can guarantee you that. Did Fritz, <laughs> Real did, loud. did Fritz push the boys too hard, or do you think the boys Fritz. are just the boys? Well, you know, Fritz trained uh, Bruiser Brody, too, so a lot of people mm. don't know that. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, like I told you before, Brody was supposed to be going in uh, against Hulk, and Hulk was terrified of him. Yeah. And uh, Too bad. We really missed out on an amazing program there, Brody versus Hogan. Yeah, but wow. you know, uh, Hogan was—I don't know—he he he liked to control things, and he would have never—I can guarantee you—never controlled Bruiser Brody. Right. Bruiser Brody would have took would have right. made Hulk into jelly, and and Vince knew it, I think. And right, and, Vince didn't um, feel safe with the the matchup either. Then, yeah, I didn't Hogan. like the way he died in 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 Puerto oh, Rico. Who I, would? I, I thought he was murdered, and uh, I know well he was murdered, but I thought he was paid. Uh, I, I thought McMahon actually paid, and I still to this day, I think McMahon paid uh, the Puerto Ricans to kill him. Something smells and, about the uh, whole thing. And I'm not afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. And, and if people don't like it... <laughs> oh, well. But, you know, <laughs> oh, well. What, did, what is Jeannie's thoughts on Chris Adams? How, did, how was their relationship? 
Chris was a great guy, but when he drank, uh, he would get violent. And, and that's how I ended up with Gene, because Gene was walking down in the pouring down rain, and I told her to come in the car, and she had been in, in you know, listen, Chris Adams a great guy, judo expert, all that, but uh, when he drank, he was violent. And mm. he was, she got slapped in the face, was all swelled up, and uh, I, I told her she could stay at my place, and he was going to Japan. So when she went to Japan, she, she was going to have to go back to England when he got back. So I said, listen, if you marry me, you can stay here. Do you want to stay here? She goes, yes. I said, then let's get married. We got married February 9th, 1983 in Roseburg, Oregon. And then uh, uh, when uh, uh, Chris Adams comes back, he goes, I want my wife, uh, okay, you're headed back to England. And I said, don't talk to my wife that way. Remember I told you? Yeah, yeah. And Chris is like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, she's my wife now. And Surprise. Uh, and it's like. Surprise. And did you did you love her, though, or was it just a friendship? I loved her as a friend. No, okay. no, there was no, it wasn't. It, I'll tell you what, though. You, you know, were like her knight in shining armor under those circumstances. She was clearly unhappy yeah. with what was going on. You took her out of that, so. Yeah, yeah. We have a special relationship. Yeah. She is just an absolute, and I mean, I mean, superwoman. Can, can I, from the two interviews I get, it seems like you're a gentleman that, that tries to always do the right thing. And uh, you just don't like getting shit on. That's fair. Um, I don't know really who my biological dad is, but the dad who raised me was... Yesterday I seen Outback Jack. Now Outback Jack is just like the father who raised me. He's totally blind now. He lost a leg with juvenile diabetes. Well, my dad had juvenile diabetes when he was 13. He lost his sight, fully blind, and lost his leg. So. I was very defensive against my dad. I don't know how many fights I got in over that, uh, you know, with police, everybody. I mean, protecting my dad. I was very overprotective. When you're abused when you're a kid, as you, when you grow up, you become overprotective. Anybody abused will tell you that, or they're just kind of keeping it in, don't right. bring it out. Right. But um, when I see him yesterday, it, it broke me down, man. Mm -hmm. Dad. Mm -hmm. I, had to, I had to go in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, shall we summon ESS? You coming in real quick? Let's promote what you got going on. All right. Let's get on the microphone, Eric ladies and gentlemen. Eric Do you know Sims? Eric Sims? He's a man. Boy. Not according to Kevin I Nash. I gotta take these for to get him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't stop. Kevin Nash. Oh, not according hey, to Scott Hall. Hey, Kevin no Nash. It's no BS that you're called hero. Oh, yeah. It's ESS. <laughs> okay, he's in character now. Here All we right. go. What's up, Eric? What you got going on, big guy? Uh, well, the, the final day of the tour is today, and uh, right. what? We have one more stop. We're going to be at the Wrestling Universe in Queens, in Queens, New York. Okay. And uh, Billy Jack's going to be there. Disco Inferno's going to be there. Who will be our? Hey, Scott team. Hall's going to be there. Scott Hall will Get be the there. Get the cameras ready, brother. Jim, uh, Jimmy Hart will be there. Um, Great Sasuke is going to be there from Japan. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, a, he did the 20-minute survival down for sure. Game Changer last night. Um uh, let's see what else. Uh, who else is going to be there? Puma. Kenta Hideo Itami is going to be there. Puma okay. King. Uh, Puma King's everywhere. We know who? that. Puma King. Your favorite Puma King. Puma King. Come on! I heard the oh. mask is on the way in the mail. The fuck is a Puma King? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I heard he's it's a pretty. A, I heard it's, it's a shoe. <laughs> so Eric, Eric, we got about two minutes. Oh. So at the end of yesterday's show, Scott Hall said. Kevin Nash, not a big fan of yours, and you know right. he, he pretty much dealt with you. You didn't get any return comments yeah, for that. Tell us the story. Tell us the story. Eric. Okay, so you know, 2010, 12 range. I was using Kevin Nash, putting him in a lot of different, pro, you know, for different promotions. Uh, I think on one of the trips, he stressed he stressed me out so badly <laughs> that I I, gained, I I got Bell's palsy. Now let me put on record. I don't want to say that he caused my Bell's palsy because we don't know what causes Bell's palsy, but they say they say wind, they can say stress, you know, whatever. So he did. He put me under some stress. I could have had some stress from the house, the workplace, maybe all combined. A little combination of everything was was uh, was the you know the, the stress of you know dealing with whatever. So yeah, but he triggered it. Go on. Probably, but yeah, you know, yeah, just you know, who, who knows? But okay. okay, for the sake of this interview, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, when I was working with X Pac, and I kind of and kind of mentioned that to him. So of course, he, you know, he <clears throat> accidentally stooged it off to Nash. Uh oh. And I kind of got a phone call. I kind of got berated for. Uh, you got berated by Kevin Nash because it, it was for, right before, for blaming him for Bell's palsy. Uh, you got berated for, 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 for your symptom being for, triggered by for, for accusing okay. him of causing my Bell's palsy. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And, that, and I'd say it maybe partially his fault. <laughs> now I want to say not all his fault, but it partially his fault. Okay, okay. If I have to pass a blame somebody, because who the fuck knows what <laughs> what, right. what you know what triggers it? But right. they say stress. So I was under under right. stress over one over one of my you know my tours with him, and I told that to X Pac, and then you know right before another tour with Nash, you know I just I got I just got lambasted by him uh, on the phone, just berating me for like you know an hour on the phone, mm-hmm. I'm not coming, I don't, but I don't want to hurt the spots, you know typical workers bullshit, and right. no matter what I said, it just got worse and worse and right. worse. Right. So long long story short, he came in, he did the appearances together. But he wouldn't travel with me, so so he rented his own vehicle. Hey, no. He hey, um. See, he showed up at the shows. We did business with each other. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Tolerated each other. It was kind. It was kind of. It was. Uh, it See was, you later. Bye. It was awkward, but we were professional and did right. business sure. in, the, in the public eye. We sure. did. We did that, and then you know just. But this was of, no Billy Jack experience. This guy, and, no, and, definitely and, not. And um, uh, uh, well, don't get me going there. But, yeah. Uh, it just, it just was kind, of, it just was kind of, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah. We kind of like down the road, we made, Eric, we kind of made peace. You're giving me bells, Pauls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We, we kind of, 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 we kind of made, we kind of made peace. And then once, <laughs> once, giving it, me bells. Well, back in 2014, oh, when my daughter, to droop. stop. In 2014, when my daughter was born, yeah. like he like washed, wiped the slate clean. Oh, I can't, I can't okay. pick on you anymore. I can't do anything. Did he yeah. send you you're, a gift? You're a father. You're a father now. Congratulations. And every time we see, you know, we shake hands. It's like, how's your daughter? This right. and that. So it's like, it's you cool. Dance to so it's we're, we're, it's all good. we're cool. Now, nice. remember, okay. in the wrestling <laughs> business, you you know, there's marriages and divorces. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you're married to people. Sometimes so you needless to say, you're divorced from Kevin Ash. So, no, no. I mean, if I have... We're I, civil. You're separated. <laughs> you're separated. What is going I don't on have here? A, currently, I don't have a spot, but if one opens up, I'm willing to do business. I'm sure. And he's cool. He'll talk to me on the phone. I'm sure. I mean, you know, in uh, 2000, I think, 15 or so, we did a big NWO thing with um, Hall, Nash, yeah, yeah, X, yeah. X-Pac. We I did, know, I know. We did Allentown. We did, uh, we did, we did, we did up here in Long Island. Another, <laughs> another, another stop in Long Island up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like we did, we did. Uh, <laughs> I, I went through. That and, stop and, has since been converted to a sump. Go <laughs> went, you were saying? It went fine. It went fine. I can't. Except that, I can't, except I got that 14 s- people had food poisoning. I got sick. Yeah. I got sick, but you know, let's not go there. I didn't get tired. C, anyway. C is in crust. I can't go there. Uh, listen, we'll see you on the next episode, which is like two minutes yeah. from now. But Billy, he'll be back. Um, Mr. Hayes. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. And uh, again, you you got us off the ground, and uh, you're definitely one of my favorites growing up, and you're definitely one of my no favorite doubt. people present day in my life so thank you again for spending your time here uh, we are honored we really appreciate thank it thank you man. Monty and the Pharaoh thank and, you uh, these fights may, may stem some to her you know be who's the can we, can we be in so this owner's got lots of money we might have to set it up can we be in your corner for I got something to say can we be in your corner you know I, listen Rob Feinstein's helping me but you know what I'd love I to be in the corner I not mind at all I would be honored that would be awesome I'd be honored to be in the corner I love Thank the Monty you. and the Pharaoh show. Thank you. And I'm happy to be one of the few agents that actually you guys like to work with and actually yeah. do things the right way. Thank you. Instead yeah. of really, uh, maybe one right. or two of the others that, that kind of don't do things yeah, the right way. There's no B S S in E S With ESS. Well, it's only one S, but you're right. I love putting in the extra S. It's like kiss. All right. You wanted the best. You got the best. So you're up there. You're going to be signing autographs. You'll do well. And... You know, if something goes on between you and Scott before this even thing gets going, this would be pretty hot. Who knows? You can make nothing right now. I don't. I, I have no issues with Scott. I personally mean personally. I'm not talking about you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He does. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should get out before, uh, before. Eric, you should be listening. You know, let's get let's get the checklist. Let's take a hand. You know, maybe we'll keep them in separate. First, they're going to be in two different buildings. They may be in two different buildings. They're going to fight them all on the same night. No, no. 
are you He's going to take care of Hannibal. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's his priority first. Yeah. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. And then, then uh, Scott Hall's on the back burner for and now. And then the final, we'll finish up with Lesnar. If we need oi, oi, oi. We're going to have to yeah, talk Lesnar, about that Yeah, Lesnar, people think, oh, you won't be able to take Lesnar. I'll be 10 to 1 underdog. No, <laughs> well, he'll probably do three, four, five, six rounds, you know, you know, and I will knock him out. Nice. Listen, if you go through Hannibal, Scott Hall, and uh, Kevin Nash, my money's on you. For yeah, well, really, too. at that <laughs> point, better be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can show you a few things, but I'm not going to do it. It's just the point is that I'm not going to give away any of my holding cards, but, you know, I've got power in both hands, and, and uh, it's, it's, I've had it in the past, always have. And I should have been a pro boxer, ended up in pro wrestling, and uh, ended up in, uh, in, the, in, a, in a pretty weird field of cocaine, so... Well, the challenge is out there, so let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank Billy Jack Haynes and uh, ESS Promotions for another wonderful event over here, Monty DeFaro. May I plug the website? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. For all the upcoming events of ESS Promotions, it's www.essspromotions.com. And you know all the catchphrases. You know, and I'll give you a new one, business and success, and then E-S-S. All right, with that, this has been another special episode of Monty and Farrow. Catch us every Thursday from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Fans, don't forget, Billy Jack Haynes waiting on Hannibal's response. That's round one. Have a good day. Stay tuned for Disco Inferno.